This is Live Limitless, episode 14. Welcome to the Live Limitless podcast where we interview normal, everyday people who decided to push their limits and live a much more limitless and remarkable life. I am your host, Matthew G. Bailey, world-traveling vagabond, writer, and online entrepreneur. Just as a quick reminder before we get started, if you like the Live Limitless podcast, I'd really appreciate a honest review on the iTunes page. As well, you can go to livelimitless.net and sign up for the newsletter so you don't miss another interview when it comes out. And uh, as well, I'd love to hear from you if you feel like saying hello. The email address is matt, M-A-T-T, at livelimitless.net. All right, joining us on the show today is Andrew Zito. And um, I basically, I met Andrew through... The comments on a blog I was reading at the time and um, we got to talking and I got him on Facebook and I was learning some things about him and what's really cool about his story is that Andrew's actually a full-time pharmacist which um, technically doesn't have anything to do with entrepreneurship but yet in his spare time without quitting his job he dived into another passion of his which essentially was copywriting so he learned all he could about copywriting studied from some of the masters found a mentor and basically has worked that as well into a, a full-time income source without quitting his full-time job. So that's what I thought was really cool, that he came from a totally different background and that he did it in his spare time rather than just quitting his job and starting completely from scratch. So I hope you enjoy the interview, and if you have any questions for Andrew, please stop by livelimitless.net and just leave a comment on the interview's blog post, and I'll have Andrew come by and answer those. All right, let's get started. Andrew, nice to have you on the on the podcast today. How are you doing? Hey, Matt. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm doing really well. How are you today, Matt? Good. It's pretty uh, warm, actually, surprisingly. It's just funny. I, I know you're in Toronto, so um, I've been talking to some people in, in the U.S., and they're talking about the polar, what's it called, the polar vortex or something? Yeah, I saw that on Facebook, and it's like uh, people – on my Facebook, because they're mostly from Canada, they're like, "Oh, that's cute!" Like, yeah. as if, <laughs> if it's as if it's really cold over there. Kind of. A thing. lot of them Just... were. <laughs> I don't know how to translate it because of the Fahrenheit thing, but I think it was only like minus ten, and they're talking about it, and I was like, "Oh, that's just like I guess we get the polar vortex every day." I don't know. <laughs> pretty much, man. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty good over here. It's warm by comparison. It's probably around zero Celsius. Uh, which I guess is kind of cold for those in the States, but it's pretty good over here for now. It's just yeah. a little bit icy, so we got to be careful driving. I love it when it's uh, it's zero. It's like almost, uh, like I was telling Scott, you could, you could probably walk outside in a T-shirt. That's what it feels like after minus 20. And yeah, exactly. That's really how it feels because normally I'm so bundled up, but uh, now I can almost feel like I can just walk out in a hoodie, even <laughs> though it's so cold relative to, let's say, Cali right now or Florida yeah totally yeah I wanted to um have you on the podcast because I thought it was like it was super interesting that you're uh, a pharmacist which I mean like you would never think as an entrepreneur and then you you took it upon yourself um uh, to become an entrepreneur online and do do work online as well and uh I just thought that was uh that was really inspiring and especially for a lot of people who would also be interested in doing that, but not wanting to to quit their jobs 
either right away or, or maybe they, they never want to quit their jobs. Maybe they like them and they just want to have a, another thing on the side. So I was just wondering, well, what, what made you want to start, start working online? Uh, good question. Really good question. And, um, I think I always had it kind of in the back of my head that that's what I wanted to do. Uh, cause since I was, I think 15 back in like 2003 ish, I was playing around Google AdSense and like niche or niche websites. Right. Um, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> and, uh, I knew there was potential to make money online. Um, and I was doing it during high school and I was pretty happy with it. Um, there's pretty good income for, you know, being a high school kid, just, uh, hanging out at home, having no expenses yeah. and having a lot of pocket money. So the reason I went into pharmacy was actually because it was more of a kind of a nice cushion to have. And I was also interested in science at the time. So I figured it would, when I graduate, I knew I'd have something to do, a reliable right. source of income so that, uh, whatever I chose to do, um, and pursue on the side of that or chose to pursue as an actual alternative, I'd always have the pharmacy to back it up, basically. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's just always been something in the back of my mind that I knew I'd choose an alternative route and the pharmacy would be there as like a nice uh, nice cushion, nice, you know, always there kind of thing. Cool. And as your, for your online work, like you mainly focus on like a copywriting that's right that's right yeah Um, how how did you decide on that like particular path was it was it something you uh just kind of stumbled into and you were really excited about or was it more something you knew would be viable for for earning money yeah so it's actually a combination of both um i tell the story kind of all the time and it's always a little bit different um, because whenever I tell my friends or new people that I meet kind of what I'm up to now, cause most of us are like, we graduated from college and university right. and they're like, Oh, what are you doing now? Kind of thing. And I want to be honest and I want to tell them both sides of the thing where I do the pharmacy stuff and I do the copywriting stuff. Uh, so they they hear copywriting and they're like, I have no idea what it is cause <laughs> nobody's ever heard of like most people don't know, like outside the marketing world don't know what copywriting is. True. Um, so I'm going to try to make the story short. Long story short, but I think the story is kind of interesting. Um, I like telling it because it's what's actually happened. It's it's what actually happened in the past. And it was really like my big turning point to exactly finding out what I thought would be a good a good skill to pick up that would be cool. useful for online, any online business, basically, in my opinion, at least. Um, so about the time that I graduated in 2012, um, I had already been through an entrepreneurship course and a personal finance course that was offered as an elective um, through my school. And so I already had a bit like a big entrepreneur side to me, like of a, a drive, I guess, because I hadn't been doing the Google AdSense uh, niche websites for a while. And I want to get back into making some kind of money outside of pharmacy just so that I don't know. I just I love the online stuff so much. So I signed, like I got into the whole blogosphere thing and became familiar with like Pat Flynn, um, internet business mastery, uh, James Clear's passive Panda. And like, just basically all of these entrepreneurship blogosphere kind of guys. And, um, at one point, Dane Maxwell and Andy Drish, I think you know them, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know of of the foundation. Um, they were doing their launch. 
and they touched on all of these blogs um, as kind of their strategy for launching their program. And so, you know, their their pitch was basically, and I love them because I think that their system works and I've actually done my due diligence in like, when I was interested in their program, I actually reached out to some previous graduates or like previous, I guess you could call them graduates of their program and really verified whether or not like it was legit and it totally was. Um, so I'm a big fan of them and like, I love them and I think they're just brilliant at their, uh, their strategy for the foundation and they're brilliant in teaching their, their students. Uh, but basically, um, they kind of persuaded me to want to invest into their program, their, the foundation program, which for those who haven't heard of it yet, um, or even if you're familiar, it's basically, you start a software company, you can start a software company with no coding skills, um, no money and no idea. And I'm like, okay, that's perfect for me because I know I want to do something, but I have no idea what I want to do. I don't really want to invest that much money because I just graduated from school and I have no coding skills because I always thought that, okay, if I'm ever going to code anything, it'll be either really basic like WordPress or I'll outsource it to someone with the money that I make from pharmacy. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is sweet. Like I really want to get into it. So listening to their podcasts on all of the other people's um I guess listening to their interviews on other people's podcasts and yeah. reading their stuff on blogs and stuff and just following their launch and like reading their emails that they were sending to me and like reading their sales page and stuff and being on their webinars. I was just like, man, I got to get into this. Like, I really feel like signing up. Um, so what happened was I actually had my credit card ready. I put in all the numbers and I was just about to do it. And then for some reason, I just didn't. I have no idea why. I just didn't. I went to the gym that night and I don't know. I just started thinking. And I was like, there's something that's making me really want to invest in these guys who like I trust them a lot, but I've never even really spoken with them too much. Like I talked to them here and there on, the, on their webinars and stuff, but never yeah. really personally. So I didn't even really know them, but I'm trusting them with like four grand basically. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, and it's expensive, but they do produce results. Um, so big respect to them. Um, but I was like, there's something that's making me want to do it. And I'm like, what is it? So like I started thinking about it a little more and then I decided to reverse engineer the whole process. And then basically through a bunch of research, I found out that a lot of what they were doing was copywriting, uh, throughout a lot of their, their marketing, like very good marketing, uh, on their podcasts, on, um, on their website, on their blog posts, on their emails, on their webinars, uh, it was all just really good copywriting that was making me so compelled to like trust them and want to buy into their their program. So yeah, when I found that out, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got to get into copywriting. And since I just personally always had kind of a fascination with human behavior and just like persuasion and stuff like that, it just kind of fit in perfectly with, and like psychology. So it, it just fit into exactly what I loved. And that's kind of how I stumbled upon copywriting and then, you know, decided to really dedicate a good amount of time and finally had some focus into, okay, this is what I'm going to focus on. Because before that I had came across like SEO and came across web design and came across like uh, making eBooks and stuff like that. And I'm like, all of these seem okay, but I'm not really too interested in them. They kind of mm -hmm. seem more like a means to an end. And so I never really got too much into them. But when I saw copywriting, I'm like, you know, whether or not I make money from this, I'm going to be happy that I know these skills. So kind of long story, still long. Uh, that was the whole kind of thing. 
it's a good thing to stumble into Palm because if there's one thing about the internet and working online, even there's like, there's so many paths you can take, right? Like it's, it's, uh, it's easy to get trapped trying to figure out kind of what you want to learn or what you want to do, because I mean, it's really endless, the amount of things you can learn. Definitely, definitely. And I think because of that, some people just never end up getting started sure. because there's just so much that you can keep getting ready for. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, what, uh, what steps did you take like to start learning, uh, how to copyright? Yeah. Uh, great question. And, uh, just a bit of a disclaimer, um, for those who are listening, sometimes I, uh, I lose my train of thought and, uh, <laughs> it's just a personality trait I have, or I just, I guess, cause I grew up not really speaking too much that yeah. now that I'm doing a lot more talking and like networking and communicating with people, um, it's still kind of new to me to like be that like slick person who always knows what they're saying and it's always like good with their words. So I'm not that person now. I don't know if I'll ever be that person ever, but uh, that's kind of why sometimes I trail off. But anyway, uh, to answer the question, you said, um, how did I kind of get started like in learning about copywriting and stuff? Yeah, like uh, like once you decided that that was kind of something you wanted to to know a lot about and uh, have, a, have a business around, what steps did you start taking at the beginning to to become a professional copywriter. Okay, perfect. So I guess I'll talk about um, first how I learned it. And then after that, uh, how I decided to start making money with it, I cool. guess. Um, so how I learned it was basically, <sighs> I guess, like everyone does through Google first to find out, you know, how you can learn more about it. Um, so I Googled stuff on copywriting, came across like a bunch of forums and stuff and just did research on those forums to see who the best people would be to study and stuff like that. So a lot of like classic names come up, which I'm sure you've heard of people like Gary Halbert, um, Jay Abraham. Um, there's just so many Eugene Schwartz, like there's so many Claude Hopkins and everyone. So like I read all of their books, I did everything to learn about them. Uh, I did a lot of. I wrote out a lot of uh, sales letters, which is a practice that a lot of people do because Gary Halbert encouraged it. And it hurt my hand quite a bit. So over time, uh, I picked up a tip from someone who's actually my mentor now, uh, which we'll talk about later. Uh, but what he actually wrote on a forum post before was that he doesn't really do the whole typical write out a sales letter by hand thing. But what he does instead is he reverse engineers sales letters and like good advertising to find out what the psychological triggers were. And so I started doing that too. So that helped me learn a lot about copywriting. Um, I reverse engineered actually the foundations like launch to kind of find out, like I, I looked at the sales page and kind of saw, you know, what they were doing and stuff like that. And just learned a lot from the stuff that actually influenced me. Um, so that, that's actually one of the biggest lessons that I had was just looking at stuff that persuades me and makes me want to buy because I still want to buy stuff whenever I, I read things, but totally. not as much as before because I'm understanding the psychology behind it. Yeah. Uh, but whenever I do, uh, like I know there's the uh, Traffic and Conversion Summit coming up uh, by Ryan Dyson, Perry Belcher uh, at the end of this month. And that's mostly for internet marketers. Uh, but like when I read that, I did. I had. I had a little bit of a compulsion to join in, and so I analyzed their sales page and stuff. So it's still a work in progress, always learning more and more and more. Um, and I know I'm by no means like the ultimate and best copywriter in the world, but I think I, you know, as long as you know enough and more than the person that you're working for, you're doing them a favor, kind of thing, um, and you're helping them out. Totally. Yeah. So, um, you know, the stuff that I do 
it helps with sales. It definitely helps with uh, getting the numbers up. So that's that's really all that matters. Um, on the other end, and again, you can ask me to clarify more if you want on the learning side, but I'll skip to the other side just in case I forget to. Uh, on the other end of kind of how I decided to or took steps in starting to monetize it, um, it was really, really just lucky, um, which I hate to say, but it was just lucky because um, I had actually connected with a blogger um, and his name is Daniel D. Piazza. Um, and he runs a website called rich20something.com. And uh, basically what what I actually wanted to do when I first connected with him uh, and followed his blog was to kind of talk with him about his copywriting and letting him know, oh, hey, there's there's some things here and there that I think you benefit from. But we never actually got to that. We actually just became friends because he sent out a he sent out an email uh, through his autoresponder saying, hey, this Friday I'm planning to have a call uh, with some of my subscribers. If you want to join in, we're going to keep it to five people. If you want to join in, message me, uh, shoot me an email back and you'll uh, the first five people We'll, we'll jump on a call and we'll work on our businesses together. And at the time I had nothing started. Yeah. I had nothing started at the time. So I'm like, Oh man, like I remember I was at lunch. I was at lunch cause I was still working a full-time job at the time. I was at lunch on my Blackberry and I was like, I emailed him back and I said, Oh man, if I wasn't working right now and if I wasn't working on that day, I would totally join in. And then he replied and he's like, Hey man, you know, don't worry about it. We'll just connect another day. So we connected that day and we've been like pretty good friends ever since. Uh, like we're pretty much buddies now. And so when he, when he, when we started to get to know each other better, uh, he knew that I was up to like studying a lot of copywriting and also like just doing a lot of my own copy, but more for practice. Cause again, um, this kind of relates back to the first part that I was talking about, but I would reverse engineer pages and stuff and reverse engineer blog posts and stuff like that to see the psychological triggers. But in, in addition to that, I would also write out stuff for like hypo, hypothetical products or hypothetical launches and stuff. Like I would just do that for practice. And he knew that. So he's like, you know what? I'm launching a product now. Um, why don't you just help me out with some of the copy? And so that's basically how I got my first like stab at being able to make some money with it. Cool, yeah. Yeah, it really, kind of just fell into my lap just through networking, I guess. You yeah, could call it's, it. it's always how it works, right? It's kind of like uh, it was something you were doing and learning and then just putting yourself in those right spots. Exactly, exactly. And the, the thing is I had no intention of it ever happening, but it happened. So I guess now in retrospect, I realize, you know, that's how it happened the first time. Maybe it's something that I can replicate over and over again. So one of the things that I'm doing now is trying to connect with more and more people, not necessarily just to end up having, you know, just to end up doing business with them, but, you know, just to connect with people to have more friends who are entrepreneurs and you never know what it leads to because it ended up leading to something really great where he actually landed me another job, um, with someone else. So it's been pretty sweet because of that. And he's still your, your mentor now. I think mm, he was never a mentor. Oh, okay. He was more of a friend. Uh, gotcha. The mentor we can talk about a little bit later. Okay, sure. But my mentor is actually someone else named uh, Colin Terrio. Okay, cool. Yeah. And and to get back just at the um, how you started learning, like when when you said you were you know the foundation the foundation how you uh, were dissecting it and that kind of stuff and reverse engineering. Yeah. Do you, do you think like for if someone was wanting to learn copywriting, is there a kind of a a base education of copywriting you would need before you start? To reverse engineer something? Um, that's a really good question. 
Um, for me, I feel like I always had a knack for that. I don't know if I'm just being kind of a little too confident in myself, but like I've always, I've always been that kind of person who even in person when I see people, I guess because I was such a shy kid that um, this was just what I did psychologically. Right. But like I, when I saw people in person, I would be like, oh, why did he say this? Or why did he do this? Or why did So when I looked at a sales page, that kind of already happened automatically where I'm like, why do they use this headline? Like, why, why are they saying these words? Why are they saying these words here, there and everywhere? So for me, I didn't really have that base. Maybe my base was just learning the basics through like Gary Halbert. No, those aren't necessarily basics because there's a lot of stuff there. Sure. But um, I guess just going on, taking taking any any step forward, whether it's on Copy Blogger or um, whether it's through Gary Halbert stuff or whether it's through any basic copywriting course you can find out there, um, just spending maybe even a week on that, I think you'd be like, whatever it is, I think even that should be enough to get you into the mindset of being able to reverse engineer stuff. Because, um, yeah, I think by then, definitely you'll have the ability to at least say, okay, they did this because of that, or they did X because of Y. Um, it just kind of comes with it when you, when you develop that copywriting mentality, because everything is always, you know, about the customer. And yeah. then you just, you kind of see when you look at copy, it's like, how does that relate to the customer? How does that benefit the customer in some way? And you kind of, you kind of, I just, it just kind of stands out to you when you mm -hmm. start having that mindset, that thinking cap on. Yeah. Cause I remember I signed up for a uh, copy, copy hour. hour. Yeah. Just, right. it was, it was recommended from a friend and I mean, I liked it. I, I got a, it was a good deal at the time, but at the same time, like I, I guess I didn't technically finish it all completely, but every day it was like an hour to, to write out uh, a sales letter by yeah. hand. And it was cool to see it. But at the same time, I feel like without knowing some of the things I was just writing, yeah. and I don't know if I was like really learning anything, maybe a little bit, but probably not as much as if I knew like where the, the author that the copywriter was coming from and, and all that kind of stuff to, to be able to really know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, did you try to reverse engineer stuff when you were writing it out or did you just write it out to write it out? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of a, and then I was, I remember thinking about taking a course from, it was like, I think Ashley Ambridge, mm -hmm. if that's her name from the, the middle finger project. Right. I remember she had a copywriting course, but I never did take that one, but I still have all the sales letters from copy hour. So yeah, I was just trying to, think of a better way to understand them because it is it is interesting yeah definitely um yeah i guess another another thing that made it easier for me was i actually had a friend who was able to share a copywriting course with me um can't remember which one it was i think it was copywriting templates uh, or fast effective copy um from david garfinkel and Brian McLeod, uh, which taught me quite a bit, um, because they, they go into sharing a lot of old templates, uh, templates based off of stuff that worked, um, in like old school direct marketing things. Yeah. And, um, basically talking about psychology behind it. Um, so I guess mm -hmm. just, just listening to and watching a lot of that just allowed my mindset and 
I don't know whether it's my conscious or my subconscious to adopt those kind of mind, like that kind of thinking so that whenever I do see copy, I end up reverse engineering it. So that'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah that's, that's another one of those things. But, um, you know, I really think that as long as you're taking it a step forward and then you're moving forward from that, then you should be fine. So what I mean by that is if you find any kind of copy course that talks about copy and basically teaches you the basics of it, I think that really is enough for you to get started on reverse engineering things. And then that's enough to get you started in actually starting to copyright, uh, do copywriting for other people. Um, cause my biggest problem was just taking way too long to, to believe that I had what it took to actually okay. write for others. Cool. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so you were saying, so, so once you had, had some knowledge, I guess you said you, you began finding work through, um, the guy you had met online there. Yeah. And then yeah. I remember you telling me you also found a, a mentor as well, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, did, did you, you want learn? me to kind of go in, go in on how I found him and, and, uh, yeah, I guess like how you, uh, him? how did you go about <laughs> finding a mentor and then, yeah. and also like how, I don't know how, uh, how that's helped you so much. Sure. Sure. Of course. Um, so do you know Frank Kern? No, no. Oh, have you heard of him at all? I've heard the name. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. He's like, he's like a celebrity, but in the internet marketing world. So outside the internet marketing world, basically as with any celebrity, you just yeah. don't know about him because in these little small niches, there's always going to be celebrities. So he's one in the internet marketing niche. Um, and he has this famous product called mass control, um, which is basically, I think it, it's the strategy that they used, I think, cause I've never, I never brought, bought the product myself, but it's a strategy that Dane also used as well for his launch. Hmm. And actually I remember, um, <laughs> again, this is me going off, but, um, Dane actually had Frank endorse the foundation on their first launch. And, uh, I remember, I remember, uh, Dane leaving a comment saying, Hey, I remember uh, drinking beers and watching mass control back in college or something like that. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I was looking up stuff on either mass control or list control, which are both, uh, products of Frank Kern. And I was just Googling things and looking on forums and stuff and looking for reviews. And basically I think my subconscious, it was looking for, it was trying to look for as many reasons. Like it was trying to tell, I was telling myself not to buy it, but I was trying to find that one good reason not to buy it because I didn't want to spend any more money on anything. Um, I wanted to make, like, I didn't want to be the type who just kept consuming more and more and more information and never really took action. So I, my brain was just trying to figure out and trying to find that one good reason to not buy it. And I couldn't find it for the longest time until I stumbled upon a forum post that I found who was actually, which, which was actually written by my mentor. And that forum post, um, was on the warrior forum, which is an internet marketing forum. I don't really frequent it at all, but it just happened to be one of the links off, uh, off Google that was there. And he wrote this awesome post about Frank Kern, um, that just resonated with me so well. Um, and stuff about other internet marketers too. And it didn't say anything bad about them, but it was just some really insightful stuff that I thought was like, okay, this guy seems like he knows what he's talking about. He got a ton of likes on his post. And, um, so I visited his website. Um, and then I realized that he had a podcast, uh, which is actually now taken down, um, which I think he might be restarting down the road. Uh, but anyway, he had a podcast at the time. 
Uh, so I downloaded all his episodes. I'm like, this guy's stuff is gold. I'm going to download all his episodes and listen to them in the car on the way to work and on the way to the gym and anytime because I really liked him. Um, so I started listening to his stuff. He really jived with me. Uh, he just seemed like a cool, chill guy who like really knew his stuff. Uh, like he swears on his podcast, but kind of in a satire kind of way where yeah. it's like, you know, he's he's kidding all the time almost, but like he's so easygoing, but he just he knows his stuff so well. So I'm just like, okay, I got to like, if I ever get a chance to work with him, I probably would. Uh, but anyway, I ended up joining his uh, private Facebook group. Um, should I mention it? Because I don't want to be – like I have no intentions of advertising or promoting anything because for one thing, I don't get any commission for anything. And the other thing is I don't want to be that type of person who's advertising things. So should I mention the name or should I kind of keep it down? What uh, do you think? Yeah, you can mention I guess. I guess if anyone uh, – I mean if he's really interested in copywriting and it will help them. That yeah, sure. Um, and I think Colin would appreciate it because he, run, he runs a great group here. And it's a free group. It doesn't cost anything to join. Um, it's the cultofcopy.com. And it's basically a Facebook group where some pretty good copywriters are in there. Um, even John Carlton is in there. Um, who Have you heard of him? No. Okay. He's another one of those celebrity copywriters that are in that niche kind of thing cool. who worked with uh, Gary Halbert in the past. But um, anyway, um, some pretty good copywriters in there. So I joined that group. Um, and I think it was early last year in 2013, um, he started to do a coaching slash mentoring slash uh, retainer program for, for clients um, that was, I think, 12 months long. And so I, um, I basically, I read up on it because he just posted it in the Facebook group, said, hey guys, you know what, this is what I'm offering. Um, this is what I do. This is what I'm offering. And just knowing him so well or feeling like I knew him so well through the podcast, I was like, okay, this is something that I'm going to consider. Um, and then I also reached out to someone who gave him a good testimonial through YouTube, like a YouTube video. Yeah. I reached out to him on Skype and it, we're, we're actually friends now. And he's actually, <laughs> he's actually giving me business now, like through, um, through people that he knows. Yeah. So that just goes to show the power That's of networking. Sure. Um, but basically I connected with him to see, okay, you know, do you think this would be a good idea for me to go through with kind of thing? And we had a discussion about it. And he's like, you know what? Like, that's really going to be up to you, but I'm benefiting a lot from it. And so at the end of the day, I ended up saying to myself, okay, um, I'm really going to invest in it because I'm taking this stuff seriously. So I ended up joining his uh, six, uh, sorry, 12 month uh, mentoring thing yeah. slash consulting thing he, he kind of calls it different things depending on who you're working with because it's not necessarily just for mentoring it's also just for like a retainer kind of system for his clients ongoing clients who need copy reviewed and consulting on a regular basis he'll do that for them but then he'll also do the same thing i mean he, he'll use that same amount of time for mentoring for people or coaching for people who want that instead yeah. um so is it kind of like a so, paid like mentorship yeah yeah okay, it is cool. It is. Um, and it's not cheap. Uh, I don't want to talk about the price because I think he may be changing the price. Okay. And I don't know if he wants other people to know what the old price is and the new price is and stuff like that. So since it's part of his business, I just want to be respectful on that part. Fair uh, but if you want to find, like if anybody who's listening to this wants to find out, definitely just join the Cult of Copy. He's just an awesome guy. And even if you don't buy anything from him, he like, he'll, he'll still love you. And, um, you'll get a bunch of great information in there because honestly, that's like the only 
that's like one of the very few Facebook groups that I actually check on a daily basis because they drop a lot of good information in there. Awesome. Like a lot of, like even I think like you could pay for that information. Like it's so good that I think people would actually pay for it if it was, if it was offered as paid information, basically. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's basically how I found him, how I joined. And right now, uh, what I found that he's helped me most with isn't really copywriting itself. Um, by joining his, by joining his um, mentoring thing, I guess what I ended up getting was a lot of his own copywriting courses. Kind of, they're kind of copywriting courses, kind of um, like launch courses ish kind of thing that help with internet marketing launches. Um, but so I learned, I learned a lot from those. But then the actual time that we get interacting isn't so much about the technical side of copywriting. It's more of the strategic side of just either running a business or marketing or positioning, which I think has been very helpful because by, by talking with him about that and learning more about what he's done in the past and just getting like the raw truths of what you can do and what's possible, um, has really helped me quite a bit in kind of reversing a lot of limiting beliefs that I had before. Yeah, which is uh, which is really important, right? I mean, even the I guess that was that was kind of like the basis of my blog, hence to live limitless. Right, was like mostly to to get rid of a lot of these limiting beliefs that all of us have, and I'm sure I still have hundreds that I don't even know that I have yet. But um, just uh, on another note too, like you were you're basically you were doing all this part time as well, right? Like as you were working full time. Yeah, and, and, well, uh, it's it's an interesting. It was kind of a messy situation. Um, so I was working full time and then I had some time off because I had to study for a board exam. Yeah. So in that time off, I also kind of did a little bit of this, but I was also still studying the pharmacy stuff for my board exam. So it was kind of on off ish kind of thing. It was a mix of kind of working full time and doing this at the same time and then kind of studying and working on this at the same time. And then kind of none of it at all at, certain, at, at a certain point because I decided at one point to just focus completely on the pharmacy stuff because I just want to get it out of the way to get my final license. And then, uh, yeah, now it's back to being um, on the side while working. Actually, it's hard to balance now because it's kind of split 50-50 now. Well, yeah. So, like, are you saying um, – well, I don't want to say how much you charge in case you don't want me to say that. But, yeah, uh, that's fine. That's fine. You're like, where would you say you're, you're out, out with the business now? Is it pretty much already, you know, already kind of making the same as your pharmacy job at this point? Or uh, it's hard to say. I'm gonna say, um, hmm, I'm gonna say probably no, just to be on the safe side because I don't want to mislead people. Uh, because the thing with pharmacy is that coming out of pharmacy, you earn, I think, on average, quite a bit compared to the typical new grad, um, anywhere between 80 and 100K, yeah. about. Um, so right now, I think that earning potential is still higher, but my copywriting stuff is still scaling up, though. True, and it's uh, location independent. Yeah. Which yeah. is nice. Yeah, exactly. So it's not to that point, but I do think that pretty soon like my plan for the end of 2013 is to be in that position where it is uh but still have the pharmacy stuff because i still enjoy it yeah um and it's still something that i'm always going to be doing 
um, just because I like getting out there and getting out of the house and, you know, just the, the interactions that I have with people on an ongoing basis is nice and refreshing. Um, so yeah, by the end of 2013, I think it will be at the pharmacy level, if not higher in terms of, uh, on the business end. That's crazy. Um, yeah. That's good. I, yeah. It was mainly like a making the point cause it was, you know, I think, well, including me, I, I definitely like made the, the mistake if you want to call it a few years ago, but I think a lot of people think you need to quit completely right. before you, you know, in order to have the time to put in. So it was just interesting that you were able to do this, uh, you know, after work essentially and, and build this up to like such a, a big level. Yeah. It's, it's funny because it's, it wasn't really work for me because I just enjoyed it so much. Like listening to Colin's podcast and like just practicing all the time. Um, just, it was almost like it was my replacement for, I guess, video games. Cause I used to play a lot of video games in high school. Uh, but it was like my replacement for that. And I would just do it even at the gym and stuff like that. Like after work, I'd go to the gym and I'd either be reading something on my iPod yeah. or my phone about copywriting or persuasion or something, or I'd be thinking about, okay, Imagine I'm trying to write out a blog post or I'm trying to write out a sales page. Like what kind of words am I going to be using for this hypothetical product? Like I still remember those days where I'd be thinking that. Um, so yeah, it was just, I guess it was easy for me on that end because I just really enjoy, enjoy the process and the, the whole psychological aspect of copywriting. And, and you were saying it as well, like you, I guess a lot of your, uh, luck if you want to call it that or yeah or, or work has come from from connections and you were saying like yes. you never really used to be the extrovert type of no. person so coming no. from that background what like how do you how do you connect with with uh with people now great 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 question because that's always the qu what the question is going to be is like okay great you you say you've done all of this but really how did you do it and for me facebook has been great uh surprisingly facebook has been great because sure. up until i think <laughs> up until I think June of last year, I didn't really even touch Facebook too much. Um, so Facebook has been really great and just joining email lists of bloggers has been really great too, because once in a while I'll shoot an email over and we'll just start a chat from there and we'll get to know each other from that. So, um, yeah, blog <laughs> following bloggers and just talking with them whenever something interesting comes up and Facebook has been huge for me. And then just like, just, uh, sorry, no, go, you, ahead. go ahead. Do you ever just, uh, like when you're emailing them, do you ever just like pitch them? Not like a service to pay, but like offering them free help or anything like that. Uh, sometimes I will. Um, and not so much so that, uh, not so much for the, I guess like the, the business side of things, but more so because I genuinely want to help them because recently, uh, James clear, I don't know if you're familiar with him or not. Only uh, recently he, I became, uh, familiar. I don't know how, but. Okay. Yeah. His stuff is popping up everywhere now. I think I've seen him on entrepreneur.com and some other websites. Um, but he runs PassivePanda.com and also jamesclear.com and on his jamesclear.com stuff, uh, passive Panda is more businessy stuff. JamesClear.com is more uh, psychological health, mental health, physical health kind of yeah. things um, that I'm a huge fan of. And uh, he he is promoting something right now, I think, for JamesClear.com. And I was like just a really big supporter of his cause. So I actually pitched him recently 
um, to help him on his sales page. Uh, but it wasn't really to, to get anything out of it. Like if he doesn't refer me to anyone, that's totally fine with me. It's just me trying to help people. And I think when you have that genuine desire to just help people out because you believe in their cause, they just inevitably want to help you out too. Like, uh, Cialdini's, uh, influence book says like reciprocity is one of those things. So, um, yeah, basically long story short, the answer to that question is, yeah, I do do it, but I guess the incentive isn't necessarily to get anything out of it all the time. Which is probably the best way, right? Yeah, because I think whenever you do do it to get something out of it, for some reason, no matter what, um, it just, you can tell, you can tell when someone's offering to do something for you, whether it's to get something from you or whether it's because they genuinely want to do it, you can just tell. And when you know that they're just trying to get something out of you, you're a little less likely to want to work with them, I guess, because it, it seems a little too manipulative. Um, but sure. I don't know. So for me, it's just trying to be, I guess, because of the world that me and you are in, in terms of like the people that were around online and stuff like Mike Rostowski and how he's really big on integrity. I think that kind of bleeds into me. And like, I just want to be having integrity with all the stuff that I do. So if I do want to help someone out, I want to make sure it's from a place of just helping them out and not trying to um, have them owe me for something kind of thing. Awesome. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. Sure. Yeah. And inevitably it ends up giving you, inevitably they end up helping you out just because of that. So I guess the less, the less you're trying to look out for yourself, the more people will try to look out for you kind of thing almost. Um, Cause like I mentioned before, the person who I, um, the friend now uh, who I reached out to um, who did the testimonial for my mentor, we're friends now. And he's, he's like, he's been so helpful in trying to help me out. He's like, whenever I ask him anything, he's like, oh, do you want me to connect you with this person? Or do you want me to introduce you to this person? Or, hey, something came up. Um, do you think you could take a look at this and stuff like that? So I don't know. And I never had any intentions of having that kind of relationship with him. But it just developed into that because um, I guess when you're genuine with people, they just end up trying to be genuine, genuine with, with you. you too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So just for the last uh, the last couple of questions, just more 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 fun, I guess you can say is just uh, sure. What are what would you say are three good books you'd recommend to people listening to this that have I don't know changed your life in in many ways? Oh man, three good books or two. Let me let me <laughs> yeah no no worries. Um, let me think on that because I've read so many books in the past two years that. Um, that it's so, so many to, to recommend yeah yeah so many to recommend and if anybody who's listening to this um wants to know more and wants to know more than three or just wants to know more always feel free to reach out because i'm so down to just connect with anyone um actually that was another thing i could ask too yeah. like do you have um a site i could link to or is it more on facebook uh yeah you can do facebook or you can do like i have my website up my website is basically just a collection of my contributions to to different private and public groups i guess um in terms of what i post there and stuff that tends to be marketing related or copywriting related um and that's at andrewcedo.net so a-n-d-r-e-w-s-z or z-e-t-o.com or sorry dot net um but yeah basically 
it's kind of just a collection of all the stuff that I put in those different groups. And it's a place for me to share it with everyone who's not in those groups. And also it's a good place for me to just keep track of the, uh, the, what I think of our golden nuggets of what I say sometimes. Sweet, yeah. um, I'll throw that out for sure. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. And then my Facebook, I wish I knew what it was. I think it's uh, facebook.com slash Andrew dot Cito S Z or Z S Z E T O uh, dot nine. I think. Because I never bothered to change that. I should probably change that at some point to make it easier, but it's Andrew Cito 9 I think. All right, um, toss it up. Yeah, and if you want to reach me through email, Andrew Cito, A-N-D-R-E-W-S-Z or Z-E-T-O at gmail.com. Um, and Skype is Andrew Cito 123. Um, but yeah, I'm always down to connect with people. Um, any, any other place to reach people? <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Andrew <laughs> underscore Cito, I think. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, probably Facebook is easy, email is easy, and uh, website is easy as well. Um, so back to the books. Um, would you say ones that would benefit them the most or ones that have benefited me the most? Yeah, I guess like ones that have, uh, have benefited you. Uh, sure. Um, one that I really liked and one that I go back to pretty frequently is a book. It's an ebook actually uh, that has to do with persuasion um, that relates a lot to copywriting. Um, and this was introduced by my mentor. And when I got a hold of it, I was just like, this is amazing. Um, and I, I reference it all the time just because I think it's so good. Uh, it's called Blair Warren's uh, Forbidden Keys to Persuasion. Um, and it's just really about a lot about cult psychology, um, and stuff like that, because that's kind of how you gain influence on people really quickly. And as long as you're like, a lot of people are a bit skeptical when it comes to stuff like that. But I think as long as at the end of the day, the motive that you have behind it is to help people, then, um, you're really kind of doing them a favor if you're able to get them over certain hurdles that are kind of holding them like they're holding themselves back yeah. and they need someone else to kind of pull that hurdle away from them so that they can go where they want to go. Um, sometimes things have to be done to let that happen. So I think, you know, it's, it can be used for evil, but it can use, it can be used for really good as well. Um, so that book has been really good to me. Um, let me think real quick. Actually, I think the easiest thing would to do would be to check my, uh, check my computer because a lot of the reading that I do yeah. is actually done on my um, on my iPad or on okay. my phone. Uh, so let me just check that real quick because I want to I, I want to let a lot of people, I guess, know because the books that I read tend to be a little more modern, yeah. whereas some people really love the, the classics. Um, okay. The Millionaire Fastlane was pretty good, okay. I think. Have you heard of that one? Yeah. Yeah, MJ DeMarco. Um, yeah, the title is very misleading. <laughs> uh, but I think what he talks about is pretty pretty good in terms of getting your mindset right in terms of, you know, if you, if you want a certain lifestyle, you're going to have to choose a certain route to take in life. And I think that really helped me quite a bit. Um, and... I'm trying to decide on the last one whether it should be a copywriting book or whether it should be like a mindset book because uh, I think one of the biggest things that changed me was the mindset stuff. 
Um, but I the mindset book. Okay, sure. Uh, It's going to be surprising, but I guess, and like, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs who are more experienced have like, have their, have their views on this book, but Rob Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, because that was like when I first got back into the entrepreneurship stuff, um, that was one of the early books that I read in terms of, you know, if you, if you want to have a certain lifestyle at some point, you're going to have to be able to bring in income in some way to, uh, to get to that lifestyle. And it was really kind of like, uh, a slap in the face to me realizing, okay, if I'm just going to be working a nine to five for the rest of my life, I might not be able to get the certain lifestyle that I want to actually live. So it kind of just, it might not have been the best technical book for me, but it was able to, to put me in the right direction to, to start pursuing things that, that had, uh, I guess, carried the momentum forward from there. Cool. Yeah. I remember reading that book a long time ago as well. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody wants to know more on the copywriting side, um, I'm having a brain freeze now, but I'm, I'm sure I could recommend a ton, a ton of books, um, and a ton of resources that could help. Um, so just reach out to me. I'd love to talk with basically anyone about all of this stuff. Cause it's just what I do all day pretty much. Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, you could always uh, tell me too on Facebook and I can throw it up on the page when it goes. Oh yeah, for sure. And, for sure. And, we can uh, do that. So I guess just last, last question. I just say, uh, you know, the, the pe- people listening for someone listening, that's kind of, you know, wanting to live limitless and, and do, you know, just do something cool, whether it's like start a business or travel the world or, or whatever it is to them, what kind of uh, advice would you give them if they're feeling, you know, scared or stuck or scared or stuck, eh? Um, or stuck in their limiting beliefs, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's to really just take action. Uh, I wish I had a really good answer, but take action, I guess, because that's one yeah. of the biggest problems that I had was not not just uh, uh, actually taking action. Actually, because I kind of want to give an example now, sure. and I hate being so long-winded with everything, but I feel like... I feel like I don't do justice if I don't tell the whole story. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but just I think a night ago or so, I couldn't really sleep. Um, and I was hanging out on Facebook and my mentor, Colin, he posted something about magic on um, on on Facebook. And it was to a documentary uh, about this magician named Ricky Jay, who's amazing at magic. And the reason he loves magic is because it has to do with persuasion because like – Magicians are really good persuaders because they they fool you into thinking one thing, when really the way they do the trick is another. Hmm. But um, anyway, uh, I ended up going on like YouTube for like three hours learning different magic tricks and stuff, and I'm like, wow, like I really want to be able to do this stuff. Hmm. Um, and the first thing that I did was I started learning, like I started looking up so many different videos on so many different magic tricks and so many different different ways of like, uh shuffling and stuff like that like false shuffling and one like this kind of card trick that kind of card trick another card trick and stuff like that and i realized this was the same mistake that i made with like even copywriting it was like i would consume so much information but never ever take action like i would be so much more beneficial if i just picked that one video and just dedicated myself to practicing that like once a day kind of thing yeah and actually just taking action on that one thing and then by the end of the year i would have been like 
I'd be professional, not professional, but like I'd be competent in doing like 52 different, um, different like tricks and stuff. Like I'd be really comfortable with doing it as opposed to overloading myself at the beginning and then not even doing anything. Cause like now, like I told myself yesterday, I'm going to go out and buy a pack of cards and start practicing, but I still haven't done it yet. <laughs> so one of the things is be to, to say like, I guess there's nothing more you need to do to get ready. Like you can, you can literally just go right now kind of thing. Um, yeah. Even if you have to start small, right. That's usually yeah. how it works is you start yeah. small and you build up some courage, right? Exactly. Just really start small and just take some kind of action moving forward. It's like, that's actually one of the, cause I use Evernote a lot. So one of the things that I put in one of the notes that I look at pretty frequently is to basically just, um, you know, take one step that'll actually move you forward every day. Um, so just making sure that I take at least one step that'll move me forward. So I don't know, I guess that's one of the mindsets that I'm adopting now to, to really get to where I want to go is what have I done today to actually move me forward? And if I don't have a good answer for that, then I haven't, I haven't really done anything today. Kind of thing. Yeah. So I guess that can kind of help you move, uh, live limitless in a way. Is like just knowing, okay, you have what it takes to move forward. So what kind of step can I take today to move forward? Good point. That's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Well, Andrew, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. You've, uh, you make me want to go like study copywriting so much today. Really? You just learn a lot. Well, it's, awesome. it's so interesting too, right? And just like being able to persuade, persuasion always sounds bad because it's always, uh, you know, obviously people can be persuaded into bad things, but they can also be persuaded into good things. So, Exactly. I I used to think the exact same thing too. And um, when I read uh, the Blair Warren book, Forbidden Keys to Persuasion, he actually touches on the fact that, you know, we're all manipulators. Like communication is pretty much for manipulation. But if your intention, and people might not agree with that. I don't know if I completely agree with that right now or not, but like communication, the theory is like communication is basically you so that you can manipulate things, whether it's for the good or bad of the outcome. And so like, even when we're born, when we first talk, it's like, I don't know, just even as kids, it's like, we try to get things out of our parents when we yeah. learn language and stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, it's definitely for me, whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing to me, it comes down to intention if your intention is to help people and make things better and just, you know, you have no malicious intent, then I'm all for it. And you're making the world a better place then I'm all for it. So yeah. And plus copywriting, I feel the skills that you learn from it just bleed into like the rest of your life that like, just make you good. Like when you write emails, it's easier. When you talk to people in person, it's easier. Even when I'm at Starbucks, like yesterday I ordered a drink for my friend who's working at a pharmacy because uh, she can't leave the pharmacy when she's working. I ordered a drink at Starbucks. And even then, like I used some copywriting skills there, I guess, when I ordered the drink to like just make small chat with the guy and yeah. like just become friends with him basically. Like we I were actually friends because we exchanged Facebook after cool. after talking. So yeah, it just bleeds into your the rest of your life almost. That's awesome, man. Um, so yeah, if anyone wants to reach out, feel free to give me a shout and yeah, thanks so much for having this podcast. I love your website. I love uh, I love everything that you're doing with Live Limitless, and I love these podcasts. So yeah, thanks for having me on. And you know, hopefully we can talk again sometime, or maybe with some other people, and just you know, have more people on and talking at the same time. Maybe yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, yeah, thanks for coming on. It was really uh, it was really interesting, and 
we'll talk again soon. Awesome. Awesome. Take care, Matt. All right, man. Have a good day. All right. Well, that's the end of the podcast with Andrew. I hope you enjoyed the interview. If you have any questions for him, feel free to leave a comment on the, the blog post of this interview, and I'll have Andrew stop by and answer those. Other than that, please leave a review on iTunes if you have a chance or stop by livelimitless.net and say hello. Have a great day. See you on the next interview.